My dear respected elders, brothers, sisters, dear listeners, it is that time of the year where we are ending the 2023 calendar and we starting the 2024. My beloved subhanallah, as Muslims obviously, alhamdulillah, we follow our Islamic calendar. And we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in the Quran Kareem that we have made for you the months as 12. But irrespective, time is an asset. Allah takes a qasam on time, wal asr. And time in itself, whether it is according to the current calendar, the solar or the lunar, time is a ni'mat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whenever a mu'min and believer achieves anything in an epoch of time, we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and increase in our ibadah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My beloveds, we find right now that all the nations of the world are spending stupendous amounts of money to try to make the New Year's Eve special. And what's more, cause for hurt and cause of pain is that while some Muslim brothers in the world do not see the fireworks they do not see the flames and flares of million dollar fireworks over their city but they see the flames and flares of bombs eradicating their homes whilst just across borders and just across peninsulas and seas Millions of Muslims will be standing and watching on the night of New Year's Eve. Thousands of fireworks lighting the skies. There will be Muslims also watching their skies lit, but with bombs when they go. Not only their homes, their families and their babies have been eradicated. It is said that amidst this, the Muslim Ummah can still waste money. And each Arab nation today tries to put more money to outdo the other in creating the most memorable New Year's Eve out there. My beloved subhanallah, with this comes an entire environment of sin. Because this is shaitan, and this is what the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. Shaitan takes you away from Allah. Shaitan takes you towards negligence. And that is when alcohol is served. That is when there's womanizing and dancing. That is when things are taken which blocks out the ability of the human being to see what is right and what is wrong. He becomes a servant to his own pleasures and a servant to his own little ecstasy. And in that, he forgets everything, including his creator and why he was created. 
My beloved, subhanallah, this dunya is very, very deceptive. And that is why someone said, if you live long enough in life, and you look at the world with a scrutinizing eye, you come to know the deception of the dunya. What yesteryear you were looking at with so much marvel, but I want to build this mansion where 20 years ago you were envying that specific car. 30, 40 years later when you look at that same piece of trash, you look at it somewhere in the car yard, you look at that same house that you probably were looking at 40, 50 years ago, you realize that dunya is moving. Things are becoming older. Nothing always has its shine. And you realize that you're also becoming older. That is why the ulama mention that if you look at the world with the same fervor and envy and marvel when you were 30 years old and now when you are 50. At 30 I was looking at the world with the same fervor, the same marvel, the same envy and today I'm 50 and I'm looking at the world with the same eye then you have just lost 20 years of your life you have lost 20 years if 20 years could not change you my brother then what is going to change Imam Shafi Rahmatullah said a man came to him and said how do I know I'm a man from Jannah or I'm a man from Jahannam and Imam Shafi Rahmatullah said that after 40 years old, if your actions of the people of Jannah does not override the actions of the people of Jahannam, you yourself sit with a paper and take a pen and pen down from the morning till the evening your good actions and your bad actions. And if your bad actions is overriding the good after the age of 40, then unfortunately you should count yourself from the people of the hellfire. Allah says, did we not give you a long enough life? Long enough for any one of you to realize the reality of this world and make preparation for it. 2023 hitting the calendar. Brothers, I remember subhanallah clearly when 2000 hit. When 99 became 2000, we were in the masjid. And our Ustad told us, start from the beginning of the Quran Kareem and let the millennium lapse whilst you are in Salah. Brothers, it's 24 years already in the making after that. Before you know it, it will be 2050. Some of us will be in our graves. Before we know it, it will be, subhanallah, 2080. And it will continue like this until, like how the Prophet was one day saying, and sitting and amongst him was his sahaba and he said very quickly time will lapse 100 years will go on from now not anyone sitting in this majlis will be alive to see it and that's what happened 100 years just went and all those people sitting with the prophet were all in their grave my beloved subhanallah Umar bin Abdul Aziz radiallahu anhu speaks to the dunya and he says 
all of you say wama asarraki wama andaraki wama ashabbaki how beautiful you are oh dunya how amazing you are he said you would be amazing that after you come to me you do not end you would be amazing that after your sweetness there's no sourness you would be amazing that after life there's no death you would be amazing that after youth there's no old age but after everything of goodness there's only a downfall after every climax there is subhanallah going to the rivers my beloved subhanallah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayat karima that i have recited in front of you which is generally found in all these lands and you don't think you know subhanallah we are clean from all this and it will never ever happen to us we and our family are very close-knit and i will mention to you what abu Hurairah anhu said very very shortly inshallah two years ago a brother phoned me around february he was crying and i asked him brother why are you crying he said sheikh i don't know where to start i said tell me what's it he said it was the night of new year's eve and my daughter was pestering me she wants to go out with some friends and she is mashallah a homely girl she's always kept with us alhamdulillah she went you know one year, year or two years to uni but every night she's back at home and she always speaks to us we trusted her and we said okay she's just going to the city to see some lights she went with her friends she came very very ba late back and we phoned her a few times and her mother said no she's in good company we know the sister she's with and there's another muslim friend that went to should be okay let's go sleep and we'll see her in the morning inshallah next morning she was sleeping we never take much care things went on normal and today she comes back to me and tells me dad i'm pregnant and i said from who she said that night we went out after the lights and everything we came back to my friend's home and we had a little party there and we took a little bit too much intoxicants there were many men there i don't know who's the father i don't know who's the father my brother shaitan will lure you and pull you and push you you need to be on the lookout you need to be on the caution don't put yourself in a compromising situation ever this is the time when the shayateen are everywhere screaming and the shayateen in the full form the muslim countries have hyped it and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says innamal khamru wal maisiru wal ansabu wal azlamu rijsum min amali shaytan khamar what is khamar khamar means alcohol khamar the root word of khamar is khimar you know the sisters say put a khimar over my head khimar comes from the word covering when you drink alcohol you cover your ability to think straight that is why to drink alcohol it is called ummul khabaith the mother of all evil you tell a man disrespect your mother he will not hit your wife he won't do this do that he won't but you tell him drink 
And after he's under the influence of alcohol, he'll do whatever you tell him to do. And subhanallah, the world knows the harms of alcohol. Do you know how many in COVID, because people were frustrated, they were drinking alcohol. The one trade that shot up through COVID was alcohol. Those people were just drinking their pain away. But with that, do you know how much domestic violence picked up? But then they just quickly push it under the carpet like no one knows about it. They know the issues with alcohol. But why won't they stop it? Because of the money they make. Because of the industry. Because the multi-millionaire, m- millions that is just pouring in because of this alcohol. They are so confident that your ego is so weak that they can take a packet of cigarettes and sell it to you for 30, 40 bucks and will write right over and put the ugliest of pictures don't smoke, you will get cancer but they still know that tomorrow you will come and buy it because of the weakness of Iman because we cannot resist Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said kullu yawmin, every day there are two powers within the man that fights one power is the power of his ilm ilmuhu and one is the power of his ego hawahu and this ego and his wishes and desires and cravings fights with his ilm and his knowledge and that's why my brothers sometimes you will feel you want to play something in your car but there's a guilt no no just skip this one sometimes subhanallah you will flick your phone and you want to watch something but there'll be a guilt no not this time and sometimes you will be pressing things that is annoying to allah this is the complex battle between your ilm and your hawa happening at every given time and when you give preference to your ilm and your knowledge over the cravings of yours then your heart sometimes break and you feel down that is the hadith that Nabi Karim said nothing in the world is spacious enough to fit Allah is khaliqus samawati wal ard he was there before space was even there. He's the creator of everything. Nothing in, in totality can comprehend Allah, can allow the space for Allah to fit in, except the broken heart of a believer. Not the broken heart of the believer because of sin, because of retaining from sin, because, because of not succumbing to sin, because of not surrendering to sin because of restraining oneself away from sin when your heart is smashed and battered Allah loves you so much that Allah says nothing in the world can contain me but your heart can contain me I reside right in you oh youngster when you get up in the morning and you have those spurts of desire that in your school Many of the youngsters can freely go and do. In your university, they openly show what they do. But you feel, I come from a cultural home. I come from a Muslim home. I'm restrained. I can't just sleep with whomever I want to. 
I cannot just subhanallah drink whenever I want to. Wallahi by the qasam of Allah, Allah is talking to you every morning. The hadith mentions that that youngster who has at his disposal anything to do from the evil and the wrong. And in the yesteryear it was very very difficult. All different types of haram was scattered. But today all that haram has enveloped into one small device in the hand. Person sitting right in his home, right in his room, next to his father can be sinning. On a button press, people can come to your street and deliver drugs. On a button press, people can be doing haram. My beloved, subhanallah, but yet you make yourself strong and you avert it and you walk away from it and you evade it, Allah speaks and says to this person, Wallahi sirt, you have become to me, kamalaikatil muqarrabin, O youngster, you are closer to me than my malaika. You know who's the malaika? Allah has created them, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made them from light, and since they are born, they only praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The entire earth and the skies and what's beyond shakes because there is not a small space of sajda except the malaika are making sajda to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From here in layers up to the seven heavens. Allah says, O oh young boy, when you have the spurts of desire and craving to do something, but you hold yourself back because you have in your mind, I have an akhirah. I have to stand in front of my Allah. I have a grave to go to. I will be questioned on this. Allah says, you become to me in my eyes like that of how I hold my malaika. On the day of Qiyamah, I will give you shade under my arsh. In another hadith, Nabi Wasallam says, when music is being played, when women are dancing, clubs and raves are going, and the youth, they have a desire to go. They want to be part, but they keep themselves away. On the day of Qiyamah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell them, Mayizu, mayizu. This is the words used. Like, for example, Allah used the word mujrimun. Oh, same word. Oh, criminals, you can't mix amongst the people. Come aside. Pull them out. You know, like how on the main road you have the police and pulling out all the cars on the side, testing. Same thing, the malaika will be there. Hey, you, no, this side. They will be pulling you out. Like that, on the day of Qiyamah, it will be told to young boys, young men, mayizu, mayizu, young women, that had the desires to listen to the Shakiras of the time, to listen to the Nancy Ajrams of the time, to listen to the Justin Biebers of the time. But they, subhanallah, put a rock on their desires. And they heard Quran and they busied themselves with dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the day of Qiyamah, Allah Himself will stop Qiyamah and ask all these people to come aside 
and Allah will prepare for them a door of Jannah to enter and such an orchestra will be played with the malaika and singing girls and young boys and everything else to join and it will be something that will be so dazzling to the ears it won't be just for five minutes or ten minutes it will go on for years and years but people that heard the cheap music of this world will not be allowed to be part of that my beloveds oh youngsters do you know what is kept for you in jannah do you know what allah has created for you that you're wasting all that for a miserable price of one night for a miserable price of two three days my beloved subhanallah let's see what sayyidina imam shafi'i rahimahullah said imam shafi'i rahimahullah said something amazing i have gone from the east to the west to the north to the south and i have mingled with many thousands of pious people in ulama and if you ask me in a jiffy or shafi what have you taken away from all these ulama what have you taken what can you give us can you capsulate it and put it for us in a little capsule in two words imam shafi says if i met all the ulama and i met all the pious people and all the scholars and i took two things away from them today i can tell you allahu akbar one thing is that al-waqtu sayfun in lam taqta'ha qata'aq you know people saying i'm killing time bro what can i do i'm sorry you're not killing time time is killing you time is killing you 223 is gone this 23 years will never come back time is a sword if you do not cut it it will cut you make good use of your time go to the qabristan and ask those people in the cemetery they will beg if they could come back and just say one more la ilaha illallah they will be crying right now in their cemetery if they could just join you for the jum'ah prayer the day your breath closes your book also closes and never ever in the world will you be able to generate even one more good action let that hit right now i have life in me i can still do good 2023 let me make 2024 better than 2023 that's what we should be worried about one non-muslim that accepted islam a revert to islam was crying one day and i asked him brother why are you crying he said because you born muslims don't realize the power of sajda and i asked why he said, before I became a Muslim, I could never converse with Allah. I never know who is Allah. I could never ever talk to Allah. And today, I fall in sajda, and I cry, and I talk to Allah. And you people take it for granted. You'll just go sajda and back. I don't see your feeling the power of talking to Rahman, because you were never ever in a situation where you could not talk to him. My beloveds, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is also passing away. And when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is passing away at that moment in time, he also gives his last advice. His entire life wrapped up in two words. As-salaahu wa maha malakat imanukum. Safiya radiallahu anha is crying. And they asked Safiya, why are you crying? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is passing away. She said, ma abkin nabiyya li mawtihi. Walakin abkin nabiyya li ma yaati min ba'dihi min harajin. 
I'm not crying the prophet because he's dying. I'm crying the prophet because I don't know what to expect from the fitnas that will hit us after the prophet's death. After Nabi Sallallahu passed away, what's going to happen? Like you say, you know, I don't mind the old man is dying. Inshallah, Allah give him Jannah. But what I'm more baffled of is how all the siblings are going to fight for his inheritance. Subhanallah, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam passed away. My beloved, subhanallah, let's take this advice. As-salatu wa ma malakat aymanukum. The ulama mentioned that all the goodness in Islam is enveloped in these two words of Rasulullah. Hukukullah and hukukul ibad. Uprighteous with your diligence to Allah. As-salah. Pray your salah to Allah. Wa ma malakat aymanukum. In all our dealings with people, the lowest of low is our subjects. Those who we own. If you are good to them, then you'll be good to everyone else. Authority makes you haughty. Authority, you know, even the guy in the post office, he's just working in the post office, that's all, but <clears throat> stand in the line. The minute they get a little bit of authority, subhanallah, authority is dangerous. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants you chance. Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu says, when you sin, and I'm concluding now inshallah, when you sin, there's three things that Allah Ta'ala does with you. Once Allah gives you a chance, twice He gives you a chance, but when you're a perpetual sinner and you're not making tawbah, and you continue, Allah starts taking away money from you. You start hitting bad turns in your life. Big financial problems. Number two, Allah Ta'ala starts giving you weakness in your body. Your body does not become active towards ibadah. You know, before the ulama kiram, for example, Allama Jalaluddin Suyuti rahmatullahi says, I penned, I penned the tafsir of the Quran Kareem from cover to cover in the time that Musa went to meet his Lord, meaning in 40 days. My brothers, it takes the students of deen one entire year and sometimes two years to study that book. The man penned it in 40 days. A prolific tafsir, tafsirul jalalain. Where did he get the time and the barakah? Because they were all the time in the obedience of Allah. Allah gave them barakah. Their bodies would comply. Today, I want to read Quran. I first have to have a good blackie. Then after that, I have to go to gym. Then after that, if I feel good, then I can make the tilawat of Quran Karim. One sleepless night, all the mu'amalat out of the window. Our bodies are not reactive. That's number two. And number three, at Ali radiallahu said, when you perpetually are disobedient to Allah, then Allah Ta'ala put tests in your happiness. So they asked Ali radiallahu anhu what that means. He said, in the middle of your happiness, Allah Ta'ala riddles you with problems. You get a phone call, Assalamu Alaikum Shaykh, how are you? Um, Ustad, I just want to ask you something. My husband said this, is it talaq? I said, okay, why don't you come and see me? I'll talk to you nicely at Darul Arq. No, 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 Shaykh, we are in the Maldives. Oh, okay, all right. Me and my husband just went for a ho holiday to Maldives and we fought last night. I swore his mother, he gave me a talaq this morning. In your ease, in your happiness, in the middle of your honeymoon, Allah will riddle you with problems because you have shown over and over and over 
that you don't care about the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Beloved, don't ever think that, you know, because we get away with something sometimes, Allah is blind. A man drives the best of cars. He has all his men around him, the whole, you know, mashallah, community around him. He is the man. He's, alhamdulillah, the cowboy, what we say. And at that time and moment, he feels so overpowered, uh, so overpowering, that he feels that nothing in the world can stop me. I have the contacts. I make the calls. My beloved, subhanallah, years go like this. And every year, 23, 24, 25, makes the person more arrogant and more arrogant until a time when Allah Ta'ala wishes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says We give them so much They become so undisciplined That they feel that everything has been given to them Because of their own credit We take them in a jiffy, in a moment Feeling pain in the morning Call the doctor, doctor said We need to do some tests I think you might have cancer Instantly, quickly Remove all the browsing history on the phone. Instantly cancel the Instagram accounts. Instantly call the sheikh. Instantly do this. No, 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 no. That is not happening. That is The whole life changes in one second. That's also not confirmed cancer. Just, just the notion of in case we have cancer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can destroy you, my brother, my sister, and me too, all of us. Let alone with even a doctor's Diagnose. Allah destroyed Fir'aun. Listen to this, is deep. Allah destroyed Fir'aun with a dream. One of his courtiers had a dream that an unborn child, Musa, is going to come and take your kingdom. It is said after that day till he died, Fir'aun never have a good sleep night. Musa was not even there. Musa was not even born. Fir'aun became so perturbed, he started killing the children. His whole life was gone. His life was never the same. On one dream, Allah Ta'ala turned him around. One mosquito, Allah Ta'ala threw whole of Namruda upside down. So don't ever underestimate the power of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Let us all at these times, especially in these celebration times, turn back to Allah. I say this with confidence. Even if on the night of, you know, on the night of New Year's Eve, these nights when everyone is disobeying Allah, even if you don't do anything but sleep, you will get thawab and reward. It's like, for example, I'm the father, example, I'm just giving an example, and two of my kids are fighting with me. One is being rude, and one is telling me, you don't take me anywhere, and I want to go this, and you don't buy me a laptop, and, and the other one is going on, and, and then the third one, they just sit quiet and look down, they don't say anything. My father is already <laughs> dealing with the rascal brother and sister, I'm not going to give him more ache. I'll just sit down and keep quiet. From my heart, I'll give that child dua. They're making my life miserable. At least you understand the sensitivity of the moment. You keeping quiet. My heart will give that child dua. When the world is disobeying Allah, at this moment, to sit quiet. And if you can even make extra ibadat, then alhamdulillah, you've won the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have won the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Brother, I don't think you too, you too, 
You're too strong. You're a cowboy. You can't cry. I've seen big people like this cry like babies. Subhanallah. My brother, subhanallah, Abu Huraira. He's 82 years old. He's the father of Islam. He's the father of Hadith. 82 years old. And what he says? <laughs> Makes dua. Oh Allah, save me from zina. Oh Allah, save me from zina. Who's making that dua? Abu Huraira. So they said, Ya Abu Huraira, you are 82 years old. You are so old. Number two, you are Sahabi of Rasulullah. Number three, you are the narrator of Hadith. Number four, he's living in a time of pious Sahabiyat. It is mentioned that the women at that time would cover themselves, walk on the side of the roads, and only open up one eye to be able to see. Asma bint Zayd radiallahu anha comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and she says, Ya Rasulullah, the man have three genes. Three genes the man have. What gene we have? In other words, they have Jum'ah, they have Jama'ah, and they have Janazah. They go to the Janazahs, they go to the Jama'ah, they go to the Jum'ah. What we have? Nabi Karim was astounded. He said to the Sahaba, did you ever see such a good question ever coming out from a lady? Such an amazing question. They also want the thawab the men get. These were the women of the time. And Abu Huraira is scared of zina. And he's making dua every morning. And they asked him, Oh Abu Huraira, why are you going crazy about this dua? He said, Iblisun hayyun. Iblis is still alive. And so long as Iblis is alive, not me, not you, nor my father, nor your father, nor any mufti, nor any sheikh is ever, ever safe. We need to worry about our akhirah. May Allah Ta'ala grant us all tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wan anil hamdulillahi rabbil alameen.